Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! You asked and you shall receive. Uh, the guy from Rapid who has absolutely destroyed my life. I'm one of the worst. Spiritually, is a clown. And he, with his unbelievable selections, starting with the Iowa State over, is Fat Rob, the disgrace Fat Rob from Rapid. How dare you? How dare you? That is the worst introduction on radio that I've ever heard in my entire life. Hall of Fame or nothing. They should strip you of that title. You're not a Hall of Famer. You're a clown. That's what you are. You are. How dare you? With some of these NFL picks and the college picks, unbelievable! You don't get anything right, and all you do is continually call these numbers and lose yourself and me money and play after play. The Patriots, I love the over of Alabama, Arkansas. I can't get enough of that. It obviously hit the under. Iowa State, oh my God! The Washington over the Red, the Guardian, the Commanders. You never. Ever? How do you live with yourself, Fatso? You're terrible. First of all, all all of those were good picks. Maybe the Patriots wasn't. But the other three were good picks. You watched the game, or at least you followed it with me. Iowa State was basically all you had to do was score three points within 12 minutes to go, and they didn't score anything. Same thing with Alabama, Arkansas. Washington and Atlanta yesterday was a disaster that we didn't get that one. You want to you want to kill me for them not scoring a point in the last twelve minutes in each of those games? I wanted the Commanders. I wanted the Commanders on a money line, and you refused. Have you told? Not listen. I actually have a job, so I'm running around doing things this afternoon. Have you told your audience the whole truth? Have you told them the insanity of your stupid picks? on Saturday night for college football. Have you told them that? Have you told them how I told you, take Notre Dame, and what did you do? Oh, you made sure you got in USC on the money line. Did you tell them that, Chris? Did you tell them that? I I know. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) And then Miami. You You wanted Miami on the money line against North Carolina. You love that pick with Cliff Ball. That was your pick. That was your pick. They will bounce back after that horrendous loss. And I said, you know what, right? You're right, Chris. So that one I agreed. So I'm a fool for listening to you. And where were your picks? You had what? What picks did you even have yesterday? There was nothing you liked. The Niner under, I nailed. The Niner under, I nailed. I nailed. We got lucky that the kid missed a field goal at the end of the game, and I was the one who convinced you to take the Lions in the late games because you didn't want to do it. You wanted to sit there and pull your hair out and stare at your television. But I insisted, let's play the Lions because I like that one, and we got that one right. Tell the truth. You are the worst at this. You force me to make the picks, and then when I make them and I don't get them right, you kill me left, right, and center. Well, you deserve it. And that poor Pete, you got to go now with uh, some of the pencil blindfolded with a, with a, uh, with a scarf on and a cigarette. Pete, I'm broke because the I can't make a bet, Pat. He's already got your job at that firehouse, and now he's got to bail you out with your debt. How dare you put your family in that situation? How what dare do you? What do you want me to do? I, you, you, I haven't put myself in this situation. You, If the audience is listening clearly, what they hear is that you lead people down these terrible paths. For as nice of a guy as you are and as good of a radio host as you are, you keep making me bet these. And I'm going to tell the audience the, the biggest truth about Chris Russo gambling. He only likes to root for certain teams. So it doesn't matter if he's sure that one bet will come out. I don't want to root for him. If I have to hear that one more time in my life, 
I'm going to gouge my eyes out, Chris. I don't want to root for that team. Who cares? Root for money. Root for a couple dollars. Yeah, I know you don't need it, but some of us do. I need it. Eddie needs it. Tory needs it. Smelling needs it. All of us can use it. And you send us down these horrible pants, making us root for teams yeah, because you don't want to root for the opponent. And here's the other thing. You're, you're a rat off a ship. I stick with it. I hang in there. I To the bitter end, I'm there with these teams. And the first sign of trouble every single week, you bail on me. You bail. I can't watch anymore. This is a, you never stick with anything. You have no stick to it of this. We learned that out there in the, at, the, at the Vatican when I kicked the hell out. We learned that at the Brooklyn, at the Queens Diocese. Five kids going to learn that at the firehouse. You never ever stick with anything in a first sign of trouble under any of these bets. You want to get off the phone. I can't watch this. Blah, blah, blah. Let me go do something else. That drives me crazy, too. Do you know why I want to get off the phone? Because for 30 minutes, you're analyzing what a terrible pick I made. It's like the same thing you do with Eddie when he's producing the show or Colin on, you know, producing the show with you. You kill them left, right, and center, then you wonder why they don't want to hear it anymore. Another thing that you do, Paulie, you never give a guy a pat on the ass when things are going bad. We learned that in the golf this past summer out there at the uh, the Arrowhead, whatever it's called, Arrowwood. We learned that this year when I went out there and I busted my butt and I played gutty, gritty golf. A couple of bad holes and all of a sudden, you know, as long as you get the, you know, to a par five and two and walk around with your little birdies and say, look at that, I shot an 81 when we were ninth in a 10-team flight. That's all you care about. Never Ever. Do you ever pat a guy in a fanny and say, hey, listen, I'll have your back. Pick it up. We'll be fine. Never do you do that. All you care about in that golf course is your own individual score. You are a terrible, terrible, and all shape. Divine can't stand you. Lombardi can't stand you. Doug can't stand you. They all hate you as far as being a golf partner is concerned. That's another thing that drives me crazy. Number one, you and I played in a lot of tournaments together. Number one. And the only thing that we can say is that for sure is that I showed up at your golf course, Shorehaven, which you lift above everything other than Augusta National, and you think it's the greatest thing in the world. And it's a good course, but it's nowhere near as good as you make it. Let's make that one thing clear to the whole audience. It's a good course, above average course. It is not on the level of Wingfoot, of Westchester, of Augusta National, of any of those big-time places, number one. Number two, when I showed up there a year and a half ago to play with you in your member guest tournament, I showed up to play. And I, after losing the first two holes in the first match, all I did was make pars, birdies, big putts, good chips, put the ball on the green, two putt, because I had to carry your butt, because as usual, you give like four good holes and then you're done. When you came to my course, which you've played now many times, you embarrassed me and all of my friends. You looked ridiculous. You could barely hit the ball. And then you go running off. As soon as you hit the ball poorly off the tee, you go running off to start walking on your own. And you want to pat the butt? No, Chris. How about you be a man and say, I'm going to play better? You never do that. You, you find one or two good holes, and then you expect your partner to do all the rest, whether it be me or Doug Smith or Mike Devine or the Hickey Diesel. You never, ever, maybe one time you've done it for nine holes. You do it for three or four holes, and then you rest on your laurels the rest of the way. Expect us to do it. And then when we can't carry on your back, you kill us on the air for it. 
This is the same guy who swung and missed at Shorehaven on the t- top of the 10th hole on the playoff, and you're going to get on me as far as my bad play is concerned? One of the worst that you embarrassed me in front of my friends at that country club and you took a freaking hybrid out. I'll get it to the green. No, no issues whatsoever. 185, and you swung and missed. How dare you get on me for that? That's not fair. Yeah. Who put me in that position? The folks should understand this was an alternate shot. The member hits the tee shot. Here's what I'm going to say, folks. Even the bad tee shots were dribbled out front, which I could have hit from. Chris found a way to put me in the longest grass on the whole damn golf course, all the way on the right. I tried to hit a miracle shot. I absolutely failed at it. My fault. And the worst part about it was... There was a stake there where we could have taken a drop and I could have gotten on the green in three there. But guess what? The member of the club, the guy who put me there in the first place, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, didn't even tell me I could take a drop from there with the penalty stroke and maybe we still would have moved on. Instead, he's not paying attention to that because he's always worried about is the fact that he doesn't want to take the blame for putting me in that situation in the first place. You should be ashamed, Rob. You're not the friend I thought you were. You I, are the biggest fraud. No, you are. Your pick stink. Your pick stink. You had 50 vodka tonics before 9 a.m. at your golf course, which is another disgrace. How dare you do that? You're half in the bag when he played golf with you at freaking Arrowwood. You're and all your buddies, they're half in it. You're stumbling around. You don't drive the golf court right. And then it's my fault when I get an eight on a, when I four putt a green. When you're half in the bag, you can't give me a read. Four putt a green. Whose fault is it? My fault? Even three shot, three drinks in on the third hole, I'm still two putting for pars. You four putt. But when all, all I need, Chris, all I need from you right here is a two putt. Don't worry about making the first one. Give yourself a four footer. Now he leaves it 30 feet short. Then he blows the next one seven feet by. Then he lips a putt out. What do you want me to do? That's my fault and the fact that I like to have a cocktail or two. No, it's your fault. I like a, a cocktail or two. You drink a freaking fifth of Tito's by 9 a.m. What do you mean a cocktail or two? You are freaking, you get red. The hair, it's red as it is, starts to blossom. You look like a free. You look like somebody went on a vacation on a boat and didn't put the suntan lotion on for crying out loud. You look like an idiot. And then you get on me for being up there. All your buddies who are drinking their rear end off, and I'm out there concentrating shot after shot after shot, and you're all stumbling around making these stupid $5 bets like it's going to intrigue me. You should be ashamed. And you're not only that, you're a priest. You work in the Vatican. You work with the popes. You were there when they had the little smoke going in the air to pick the next pope. You were calling me, telling me who those popes are going to be. And now you're sitting there telling me after you bet after game after game, game after game and you can't get a bet right for your life these crazy odds these crazy picks i believe in belichick chris let's play him and the one game you like yesterday you didn't play it you dope and that were the ravens i said rob i can't i gotta go to church god's not gonna like that and you said you know what i'll play it and then you don't get the goddamn phone they will get the pick in and we win the game and you have a, and you're calling me up on my show to moan and groan. You should be ashamed of yourself. You blame. You call everything we do as a family, as he would say. The whole audience has heard that expression a hundred times. The only time it's not a family is when we lose. Then it's your fault, my fault, Eddie's fault, Tori's fault, Colin's fault, the caller's fault. It's never Chris's fault. Chris, it's your fault. The USC bet, your fault. 
How many other bets? I can go a list, a hundred long, of where Chris comes up with a goofy idea of a team he wants to root for tonight. Because, and the biggest one was Saturday night. I told you to take Notre Dame, but because you hate Notre Dame, even though your daughter, who you love more than anything, even though she graduated from there, you still wouldn't pick them because you hate rooting for the Irish. You hate rooting for the Catholics. Don't deny it. And you put us in that position. USC wasn't even in the game. Caleb Williams, high with nothing. Throwing three interceptions. You picked that game. Take responsibility. Uh, see you later. Nice job. Yeah. Good talk to you. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.